As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to You in HD, your identity in higher definition with Pastor Eric Miller. Join us in our journey of faith in God by taking an in-depth look into the Bible's authority and sufficiency to guide us in our Christian walk. Discover your identity in Jesus Christ today. How you doing, everybody? This is Reverend Eric Miller. Uh, I have a special guest today that has an amazing testimony to tell you, and it will—I I believe it will enrich your life. Uh, it's dealing with mental health, and we had a huge conversation about, uh, especially his testimony, and as well as the ministry that God is birthing within him. And you will hear the passion and love that this man has for seeing that the body of Christ is well and healthy especially in regards to mental health and mental well-being. Uh, so I pray that this, this testimony enriches you, uh, brings you closer to the Lord by just listening to the, the passion and love this man has and his walk in faith that, uh, that not only helped uh, grow him as a man, but also leads into uh, a ministry that I know will feed you. Love you very much. Listen to it. It's a long, it's a long one. So just so sit in, buckle in. Relax, get your favorite coffee or whatnot, and enjoy this and just a incredible interview. Love you very much. Talk to you soon. I'd like to introduce you to Brian Gendron, my brother in Christ. Listen to this phenomenal testimony. So, but I'm happy what man. I'm very excited. I'm sorry. There's so much out there for it now. It's like. You know, like, where do you start? Because there's, like, 12 different, you know, apps or things. Or right. It's, just, it's, it's crazy how fast lot. we've grown. And there's so many companies popping up to saying, hey, I can do this now and I can do that. And it's a great time. But, man, as a podcaster, you got to be on your toes. Because before you know it, it'll, it is, it's changing rapidly. But I'm thankful because I've been given this ministry to be online. And I do get a lot of pushback from family, but I am thankful to be able to, to, you know, to follow the call that God has put on me. So I just keep trucking along. But uh, I, I want to introduce you to my to my audience. So go ahead and let's uh, let's discuss what brought you to my podcast today, because I've heard you had a great testimony and some things you want to talk about. And I am always an eager listener. I enjoy hearing my brothers and sisters in Christ 
tell me some encouraging news about what they've overcome, what crisis pushed them through, and and just continue to grow in their life. So you want to introduce yourself to my audience? Oh, well, sure. I didn't know I was going to be on your podcast, but uh, sure. Well, it doesn't have to. I can, I can, if you don't want it to, I don't have it to. If you don't want it to, I don't have to. I can just ask the questions and I can relay it to you. But it's really up to you. If you prefer your privacy, I can do that. Uh, no, I mean, it doesn't matter to me, really. Nothing I'm going to say is really going to be... I don't think anything I was going to say was going to be particularly <laughs> private. So, I mean, right. I guess it'll be up to you on whether or not you want to post it. Yeah, well, for me, it's for me, what I've learned over the years is that uh, brothers and sisters like yourself, when they share something private and or their testimony, which your testimony should be the very first thing that, you know, your first part of your gospel presentation, I've learned and I've seen that it's been an encouragement for others. And like, we just never know who we're going to touch by our personal testimony. So that's the reason why I do uh, personal testimonies and get the word out there. Because um, I thought maybe, you know, it was just something because I'm so used to seeing it in like in old Baptist churches. Well, you know, somebody would get up and do their testimonials, and now you don't see it very much anymore. And that's, to me, that was part of the most encouraging part, to see people, you know, what God has got them to overcome, and nowadays you barely hear about it, you know. So I'm kind of old school in that way. I want people to know that, that you know, Christianity, it's hard. You know, we're the the, fam, the, the, the the shine and the new car smell that other people put on. This is a fight to get in that, on that narrow road, and it's tough, but it's worth every single uh stretch that that we walk together that's the good news about it so uh yeah i would love to share what you have because it just is it's been intriguing me for almost a few days now because i'm i'm like what is what has my brother got to share i'm i'm, I'm intrigued so um uh, what, would, what would you like to talk about today sure, my I'll, friend oh well uh, i guess i'll i'll share it um amen thank I you for I'll that. Just share, i don't know uh, so I was told once, so I, I was, I talked to a friend of mine, he was an elder in my life, and, uh, I said, I don't really have much of a testimony, because, uh, I, I was saved, and, you know, I wasn't like, you know, you hear about people that were, you know, I don't know, they were doing all kinds of crazy stuff, and then they're saved out of it, and me, I'm just like, oh, it's like a normal dude. Right. And he goes, your is a testimony, you know, like your life is your story of your walk with God, like every... Everything, you know, before you're saved, after you're saved, it just keeps going. And uh, you always want to keep, you know, track of what, you know, what he's brought you out of, you know. So, um, I'm with you there, I guess. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's a, so, I, I guess I'll, that's a beautiful thing, man. Just, you know, that's a beautiful thing. I don't mean to cut you off, but, you know, it's, it's, there's nothing normal about a Christian walk. Let me tell you, there is, if you, if you was a normal guy before, you're gonna be you're gonna be in the fight, you know. After the thing, so you know that that's a beautiful that's a beautiful thing. I hear I hear that a lot, and it's like, man, don't shortchange yourself because that's where Christianity does its best work. Because you know, sometimes you can be lulled into a sense of of comfort, you know. And the devil is real quick on feeding, you know, uh, normality. Oh, it's just you know the routine. So when God came and pulled you out. He pulled you out of the normal guy and got you into the D guy. So I, I'm proud to proud to know that you got rescued out of that. Well, thank you. Um, I guess I'll just start in the beginning. You get to know me, and hey, uh, I guess I'll start with the reason why I contacted you was um, well, you're talking on uh, you're on the fundamentals with uh, Kevin Thompson, and I am like 
beyond the fundamental. It is fantastic. Um, it's very f- hard to find people talking about topics he wants to talk about and the level he wants to talk about them. So I really enjoy it. And you mentioned uh, a brief thing about you struggling with uh, depression at one point or that you still struggle with it. And, and uh, so that just hit home with me because God brought me out of that and he brought me out of it in a very strange way. At least I think it's strange because I tell everybody it and they think I'm crazy. Um, so maybe you'll be the one person that won't think I'm crazy. But so I'll, um, I'll kind of just start from the beginning from my story, I guess. But okay. So, uh, you know, I was raised in the church, um, like a typical, well, not really raised in the church, but I was raised in a Catholic church. Mm-hmm. And um, everyone I knew, you know, they went to they went to the church, but no one acted like it was real at all. It was just something you did because it, it was just a tradition. And so we would go, and I remember as I got older, and when you get to the age where you get to look around and, and you look at everybody and you realize that they're not, you know, superheroes anymore, like when you can see your parents for what they are and not for what you thought they were, you realize that, you know, like no one in the church actually believed it. And I was the only dope there that someone thought it was true. Wow. And um, I remember being in high school, and I remember I told some of this, and they laughed at me. I said I thought I was the last Christian because none of my friends believed it. They all thought I was stupid. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone in the church, they were just talking about the people that they were, you know, in an intimate way from the parties they went to the night before. Underneath the church, we would talk at the Bible studies, you know, well, Catholic church, so it's catechism. Right. And I was just like, man, like, why are we doing this? Like, if it's not real and no one believes it, you know, and I was in my car one night, and I was really disappointed because I actually had a girlfriend break up with me because I, I refused. They didn't want to have premarital sex with her. And she was like, oh, wow. it's not experienced for me. So she broke up with me. And I'm like, well, jeez, you know, like, well, that wasn't fun. And wow. I was being in my car, and I think to myself, you know, I don't, I don't want to, like, party and get drunk every night. I don't, I don't want to have sex before I'm married. Like, I don't want to do that stuff. But it's like, it's the only way that it's just like, people will like me, I guess. Right. Because I, my earlier story was, I was actually bullied from like first grade up until like ninth grade. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of started working out and doing football. Mm-hmm. Like I kind of beat kids up if I needed to. So <laughs> okay. Like, We're going to leave that kid alone now. Right. Yeah. You so, got big um, enough to defend yourself. They're like, well, he's not a pushover anymore. Yeah, I get you. <laughs> That's funny. That's much. funny. Um, so I kind of like uh, became uh, like a person that was like, well, I have to be the best at everything. I have to be omni man. I have to, you know, do this so no one can hurt me, no one can touch me, type of deal. And uh, you know, I just kind of kind of be like a chameleon with the culture. Mm-hmm. So I get in with a group of people that like me. And so right at this time when I was having this struggle, like I don't want to do this stuff. Um, actually, God introduced me to a ministry called Young Life. Okay. And it's a ministry that, it's a parachurch ministry that goes into schools and uh, reaches in the public school kids. And I didn't, my friend's like, you gotta come to Young Life. And he's like, you believe in God, right? And Jesus. I'm like, yeah, I do. You gotta come to Young Life. I'm like, well, is it Catholic? And he goes, no. Like, what is it? And he goes, it's, it's the non-denominational. I'm like, well, we don't associate with those non-denominational things. Right. And I was like, those things, no, Catholics don't do that. And so he ended up tricking me into going. 
I, uh, I did this thing a lot where I discipled under people. Mm-hmm. And so that's when you, you know what that is, right? Yes, absolutely. Yes, um, very important. And I was, I, was, I was probably aggressive about it. I would even, like, had a friend of mine who I really wanted to disciple under. He's a really good dude, so I would actually go to work with him. He owned his own company, and I would do, like, back to work with him for free just so I could talk to him about the Bible for, like, six hours. So I was kind of an odd fellow. But so I went to this man's house who I really trusted, and I was uh, discipling under him. I was just telling him, he's like, what do you feel like, you know? And I'm telling him, you know, how I feel. And I took the summer off. Fortunately, you know, I still was with my parents. And I, I used to farm. And I decided I wasn't going to farm that year. And I just I just needed to figure out what was wrong with me. Mm-hmm. So I was going to this man. And he said something to me. And he goes, hey, um, what's your diet like? And I said, what, what did that do anything? What, yeah. what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. And he says, well, what's your diet like? I'm like, what are you talking about? And I'm telling him what I'm eating. And uh, I didn't know this, but I was allergic to all this food I was eating. Oh wow! And uh, it was it was making me depressed, and it's it's absolutely insane. And so he's like, and I just I just can't believe that God provided me the man that could actually like cure me from it. You know, like um, it was just unbelievable that you know I, I could have discipled under I knew a lot of people I could have discipled under. And I just chose him. And I didn't know that he was basically a nutritionist. And he studied it all the time. And uh, so he's just walking through everything. And then um, it was just unbelievable. But, he, you know, he taught me about how to eat properly and how what I'm eating is killing me. And uh, it was just unbelievable. He's like, I think you're allergic to gluten. And you have to give up sugar. And I stopped eating wheat, like all kinds of wheat products. I ate everything gluten-free. And within two weeks... It was like night and day. Like I could function way better than I ever did before. It was absolutely unbelievable. And um, I struggled with it for years. And then I went to a, another Young Life camp, but I went there as a leader this time. And I was praying because I felt like I couldn't put a name on the problem I was struggling with. And I was praying and God gave me the name and he said, gluttony. And that's not something we talk about in this culture at all. Not at all. You know? Yeah, I, I agree. Um, and when he said that word to me, it just, it, it's like the Holy Spirit changed my heart. Yeah. And I really got into, like, nutrition. And um, my wife, actually, just after I kind of figured this stuff out for me and how to eat right and how to, how to change, my wife actually went under, uh, she had postpartum depression. Really, really bad. Okay. Um. And it was, it was horrible. And, you know, she, she was crying and she's just, you know, she's like, I don't want to be this way. And I'm like, I know, honey, like I've been through it. I know. And uh, if you go to the doctors, they're like, you can have all in all, you know, you can take this medication that has suicide written on the back. Yeah. And it's like, well, like you guys aren't helping us, you know? I call it, so you know, I, it's kind of like I, spitballing, I did, you know, they're just throwing yeah. stuff at the wall. It's like spitballing. They're throwing those stuff on the wall to see what'll stick but you know it's it's such a strange thing to go through when you try to go to doctors and explain what's going on and i had to learn something about doctors that they're only as knowledgeable as they've learned about you know different things that they've gone through so um that was a huge thing for me when i dealt with my depression but i just wanted to confirm that that 
that's one of the things that got me into a lot of a lot of different types of medications and I was up and down, you know, with, and with medications, you know, they turn one thing off and then it's kind of like Simon, you know, you, you turn one thing off, but something else lights up. And so you're, they pretty much turn into this balancing act and it just wrecks your body. And, um, that was part of what happened with me, but go ahead and continue. I'll I'll share mine too, but go ahead and continue. Yeah. Um, and so I actually, I prayed a lot for her too. And, um, you know, I am a big, I love that verse, you know, seek and you will find. And, uh, like, I really understand that God will give you wisdom if you ask. And I just, I just pray with everything I had, and I seek, like, a lunatic. And, uh, for my wife, like, probably more than I did for myself, which, you know, um, and I found out, you know, I went to all these different Facebook groups for health, and I found, uh, different ways to treat the body. And, uh, it was just amazing. And, uh, just, you know, within a couple weeks, again, postpartum gone, my wife could function normally again. And, Amen. uh, like, God just has given me so much knowledge in this. And, uh, some of the things that he revealed to me, and so this is, this is going to be a little, probably a little out there, but, um, have you ever heard of the term of Logos? Well, of course. That's the, that's, that's Jesus Christ himself, the very, the very word of the Lord. Yes, sir. And there's also an app about it, but yeah, yeah go ahead. Yeah, and so one of the things that, you know, I, I kind of work to in my life, and so there's a, there's a logos to life, you okay. know, like there's a logos to marriage, you know, like it's supposed to be God, your wife. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And then your kids. You know, that's how it is. That's the logos of the relationship of marriage. Yep. And so you have a logos of your body. You know, God designed your body a certain way to function a certain way. And if you take it out of that logos and you are acting in a way that can damage it, then that's where a lot of these health problems can come from. Like if you have an improper relationship with food, if you do something, now obviously this isn't necessarily a fix-all for everybody maybe, but at least from my experience, um, at least the more I find out, because, you know, for example, I had horrible knee pain for a long time, and I found out it's because one of the muscles in my lower back wasn't strong enough, and so I just started working it out, and then sure enough, my knee pain went away. So my whole logo system of my leg, the way that God designed it, it wasn't functioning properly. And so when I worked on it to fix it, you know, it worked out. And so, like, God is just revealing to me how amazing His creation is and how He made us and how amazing our bodies are. And uh, so, I don't know, I just wanted to kind of talk to you about it and share it with you. That's amazing. 
That's you know, I don't amazing. know if you've heard any of this before. I don't know if, if this is resonating with you at all, if you've tried any of this. Because, um, I mean, like, I, didn't, I certainly didn't think I have a gluten allergy. I never got tested for it. You know, I never got tested for any of this. Right. Um, so, yeah, I guess what were you... I guess I'll let you say whatever you got to say. You know, uh, first, uh, first, let me tell you that what you said, the logos of the, the logos of the body, I, I could, that is probably the best way I've ever heard it stated about how to describe, you know, this perfect, well, not perfect anymore because of sin, but how our body works, you know, and it's amazing. Like I've been suffering through, uh, I've been having these horrible muscle spasms and um i've always dealt with chronic pain my whole life but it has increased these last few weeks right and so i was like well man something and the doctors are like man we got to go this route we got to do this we're going to try that and finally i said man i'm going to i'm going to change my diet up you know i'm just going to i'm going to cut this out i'm going to cut that out and literally within a day all those that swelling went down the 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 uh, the spasms was, was like gr- greatly reduced, and a lot of it was I just cut a lot of processed food out. You know, the quick the quick meal that you can get from you know your your locals. You know, let's say like they like they locally prepared it at like a regular grocery store. You know, they have the eatery in there. You know, just grabbing that stuff in there, and that stuff is compounded with just hammered with salt. You know, just salt and preservatives, and and then I then you or you would eat order out the pizza and then of course in the quarantine you're doing DoorDash or whatever. And so when you started talking about just the things that you put in your body and how your body, you know, doesn't react well to it, that resonates huge with me. Because I was like, how could I just never heard it explained in that manner? And I hope to God that you're putting together a ministry for that because that's that's beautiful. You know, I don't think that people really take their nutrition very seriously and i think that that you know in society what i mean what do we see on tv like all the time right everything that's new specials of food and and you know the latest phone and more packages and x y and z you know we are literally a consumer society right now you know we're pretty much what can we do to keep them coming back in and consuming and consuming and buying and consuming and we're never realizing that that stuff has to go somewhere you know and for me, that was that's one of the things that just just noticing how I cut my diet out and looked at certain things. Like I love Coca Cola, I love it, but cutting it out, a lot of things change. You know what I mean? And so, the logos of the body, I love that. I wish you would. I hope you've been digging into that because that is a ministry unto itself to get Christians to eat right. Because you know what? Didn't Daniel do that? Daniel did the exact same thing. They call it the Daniel diet, which I think is crazy. But, you know, what Daniel said was, look, I know what's good for our body, so I'm going to dedicate and commit myself to this regimen, and me and my brothers will, and you'll compare, and you're going to see that we're, rather than just talking about it, the little you may know, I love to read in the Bible. I got to go there, because anytime I start feeling like I'm paraphrasing, I get nervous, because I don't want to ever speak God's word outside of what he, what he meant. So we're just going to read Daniel real quick, and I enjoy, you know, these kinds of conversations. And but man, locals of the body, I have to. We're gonna to have to talk about that more often. That is some beautiful stuff. So have you started doing work on anything of that nature, or maybe tried to put it to put it to paper and kind of dig into it at all, or just is this still stuff you're growing into when it comes to that logos of the body? Now I I don't know. 
I mean, I've thought about it. Um, I guess I've been discouraged because everyone who I've tried to talk to about it actually kind of called me crazy um, <laughs> for the most part. Right. Um, but, you know, I've really considered it. I'm just not really sure what to do with it. Um, but I have considered it. Um, something, you know, like, I, I've, you know, this whole health thing that I've been going down and, um, you know, one of the people that I, I listen to, and so there's a Bible verse, right? And you probably know it, you know, you reap what you sow, you know, God will not be mocked. That's know? right, that's right. And that's, uh, you know, and for me, like, people don't understand, like, everything has, a, has some type of consequence, negative, positive, everything. Desensitize, yeah, you desensitize yourself. In, yeah. In ten weeks, right? It might, you might never see one on this side of heaven. But right. There's something there, and it's the same thing with your body. You know, like when a lot of times when people are like, "Yeah, well, when you get old, you just get sick." That's, I mean, that's kind of true, but at the same time, it's it's, it's kind of what you're reaping. True. Yeah, it's like kind of what you're reaping. It's a spiritual. I totally believe in. You know, First Corinthians uh, chapter 11 talks about that, that when people don't comprehend the body of Christ, many get weak and many have died. I truly believe in the, in the same breath that what we made, we, you know, we do reap what we sow. I've been under a severe, you know, discipline these last three years just for the things that I've done and just kind of growing as a, as a human being because I spent a little bit of my, my past, I was a womanizer. I was a chronic liar. I was a mercenary from any, I would go to any job and I would give them three years. And I had, I was all about money and status and, and, and bigger titles. That was, that was me. I was in that life. And it, it was one of those things that, that I never saw the repercussions of what was happening in my life at the time. But here I am as a Christian, now I'm saved, and guess what? All those things were still present in me, and I was still still clinging to some of that stuff. And so when God started to alleviate and clean that out, well, it took its toll on on my body as well. Because you just, I totally agree, you will reap what you sow. There is no, you know, uh, that's like a neon sign, you know, that's, 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 that's hanging above the skies that everyone reads, but they don't want to comprehend it, you know. Everything has a consequence. I know for me, uh, dealing with porn addiction, I know one of the things that it did was it desensitized uh, and, and warped my perception of relationships. And a lot of people don't think, if they think it's innocent, or they think, well, I'm just going to eat fast food. I'm just using, you know, anything that you do to abuse your spirit. You know, First Corinthians 3.16 said, don't you realize that you are the temple of, of the Holy Spirit? You know, so we just can't go around you know, spraying graffiti on our stuff and think that it's okay. And so I am a huge proponent and I, I, I get, you know, thrown under the bus many times because it seems like, well, all you're talking about is, is negative, negative, negative. I said, man, I'm trying to tell you the real, the realism of growth. You know, you don't just skip over stuff. Sometimes God will give you the grace and you may not get hit with that one thing, but you go have to pay, you know, you got to pay the piper. You got to. And I said, for many of us as that are saved, 
it's 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 a welcome discipline, you know. It's part of the it's part of the one thing that I if everybody ever asked me like, well, how do you know that you're saved? I said, you know, if it wasn't for the discipline of God when I'm doing wrong or I've done wrong and my conscience is in and in, in, in the Holy Spirit are in alignment and telling me, hey man, you shouldn't have did that. Those are the things that give me that root. Like, man, I'm 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 in the house, you know, because and as I tell any Christian, any Christian, if you can do whatever it is you're doing, you can do your dirt. And you don't feel anything. You don't feel any remorse, any regret. You just, you feel fine. You might want to check yourself. You know, because I can't, I can't, if I, let's say I'm in line and, and, and the cashier is taking too long and I smart off. Within minutes, you know, if not seconds, I'm going, man, I shouldn't have said that. And I'm going to go right back and, said, man, and just throw myself and say, ma'am, I'm so sorry. It's not your fault. And that makes a difference in their life. In hours, because, you know, one thing that I get called crazy many times and I can I, I can read, you know, just emails and, and things that people tell me is like, well, you just can't live by the Bible alone. And I'm like, well, didn't the Lord say you can, you know, you don't live by bread alone, but by the very word of the Lord. And so Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. They're like, they, they know me for that. It's like, well, you're crazy. And I'm like, but we're supposed to be the ambassadors. You know, we're the image bearers. It doesn't do me any good to say I'm a Christian and go right out there and do something that I shouldn't. Like you were saying earlier, you know, that you felt strange or they were t- calling you strange because you didn't want to go out drinking and partying. Well, that's me right now. You know, I don't, I've lost a ton of friends because I don't take joy in the things that I used to. You know, those don't fulfill me anymore. You know, so going out and getting drunk and all, all that stuff's over with. I'm done with that, right? But the thing that I all, that also stays in the back of my mind, and, and I keep this to, all, I always question myself on it, is I don't want to be the stumbling block for someone that may want, that may need my testimony or they may need some encouragement because I'm, that reaping what you sow is real big for me, you know? So let's say like the one time I say, you know what, I've had a rough day, I'm going to go have a beer, and that may be the day that somebody's been watching me and saying, okay, well, Eric seems like a, a decent Christian. He's trying to do the right thing. I'm struggling with, with alcohol, so I want to go talk to him. And he sees me drinking a beer, and it could just totally destroy, you know, his confidence to come up and, and kind of reveal himself and talk to himself. Like So that's a healthy fear for me. And yet people call me crazy for that. It's like, well, you're not living your life. I said, man, do you know the joy that I get knowing that I'm holding true? to the principles and precepts that it is to be a Christian because that's what brings me joy. More than me trying to satisfy myself, I want to satisfy the Lord. 
You know, I want to satisfy my spirit. I want to be able to, to feed it and continue to keep growing. And that's what gives me peace. Not that, not that I don't enjoy Netflix, not that I don't enjoy, you know, X, Y, and Z, but there comes a, there's a passion and a love for God's word that I just, I get drawn away from it. You know, I don't know if that makes it make sense or not, but I just get drawn back to his word, back to his fellowship with him. And when I get to talk to my brothers and sisters who are faithful, like, like you are, it encourages me to keep going, keep pushing because you never know who's, who's listening, you know? And for me, um, when you picked up on, you know, my conversation with, with Kevin and strange enough, I, I think, I think you might've heard Kevin is actually the reason I'm not in Calvinism anymore. If listening, I came across his podcast or, in, or on YouTube and if that, Oh, that like saved me out of where I was heading down in there. And I was so thankful for his ministry and nobody else was doing that. You know, nobody else was tackling Calvinism head on. You know, it was always, you know, they just acted like it wasn't in the room. You know, they just either went around it or they said, well, I agree with four and not the five points. And, you know, but I, I, was, I was so thankful to get out of it, you know, and then that released me from the religion. You know, I call it I kind of call religion putting training wheels on a, on, on a car. You know, it's, it's unnecessary, but for some it may be. But you have to trust what God's going to do for you. You know, he's not just, he didn't just save you and go, well, good luck, son. You know, it, he knows exactly what he's going to do. And for me, just to go, uh, kinda, I got a little sidetrack there. But for me, around December 12th of 2019, I had prepared to kill myself. I had everything set up. I had the, 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 the medicine that I was going to take that would have that would have peacefully got me out of here. I went and I was I had a planned dinner that I was going to basically have one of the, you know, something that I enjoy eating more than anything else was steak and, you know, steak and potato. Just love a good quality cut of steak, you know. So I'm like I was I was really dating myself, you know. Yeah, I was dating myself, right? Basically, you know, getting myself prepared so when I leave that, you know, everything was going to go well. I had my dog all he was going to get taken care of. I was just and I wrote letters to my to my dad and my pastor and to my wife and and to the children and and I was ready to go. I mean everything and and my wife being perceptive, she's like, "Man, is everything all right?" And that day I was just I was I was just removed. You know, it was like I was living in this fog, and all I kept thinking is, "Man, I'm going to be out of here. No more pain, no more suffering." And my depression was I've been dealing with that since I was about twelve. It's just never really, you know, got addressed. But um, so on the day that I was going to, I was working at uh, Dollar Dollar General at the time. Now, I will never forget, I'm sitting on there stocking Folgers coffee. Now, I'll never forget, it was those, that big 33% more. And and I was putting it above um, the other, like the, you know, those Keurig, you know, whatever, those little pods or whatever. And I don't, why is that important to me? I have no idea, but I just remember these things very clearly. And it was, and I was like, man, these things are stocked are strange, right? And so I wanted to give my last work day the best possible work experience I could ever give them. So I like rearranged everything, cleaned it up. And as I get to the top and put that, 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 that Folgers can up there, it, it, the Holy Spirit just brought back all the things. Like it was like, he, there was this drawn off list of, all the things that he has brought me through, you know, the uh, no longer drinking, no longer partying, no longer uh, 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 
of, of taking advantage of people, no longer being manipulative, no longer being greedy and no longer, you know, for money. I was huge money hungry, man. And no longer looking for to, to opportunities to, you know, if an opportunity presented itself, I would step on whoever I had to get to to get to the top. And most important is that I realized that I was not as important as my neighbor. And I enjoy that. To this day, that is probably one of the greatest freedoms I have, that it's not about me. You know, I love that. It, it is a freedom that I don't have to be like, you know, how you like you were raised to be the best. And and that's how I was raised in our family. That's what my dad expected the best. You you could not be second. There was no such thing as second place. You either get first or you get first. That was it. You know, so I was very competitive. I was very, you know, and, and you know, and when, if, if you've met someone that had more talent, well, then that's where the manipulative came in. I would either break them down to where they wouldn't be able to perform at the level that they could and so that I, I would look like the, you know, the, the better performer. And that was me. And unfortunately, I took that into my relationship with, with, with my wife at the time. You know, that was one of the things that for 10 years or nine years, you know, I, you know, I was competitive toward her and I challenged and pushed her. And, and those things were terrible. You know, that, it ended up being very abusive. It ended up making a very adversarial relationship. And those are the things that, you know, that discipline I was talking about earlier that God has given me, that it's a blessing. But in the same token, it also is what saved my life, you know, to see how far that all these things that I conquered, that I conquered, that God has conquered for me that I never even thought about, you know, just the the, the drinking. I was drinking almost for three years, uh, three times a day minimum, you know, partied, you know, I was a Sears store manager. So we partied, you know, we, we worked hard, party harder and just out every night drinking and just, you know, just tearing your body up. And one day I realized as I was sitting on that you know, on that, on that stepladder. And I remember the day, and I got brought back to the memory of the day that I walked by my favorite Applebee's where I used to go and be with my friends. And I realized I didn't go there for almost like a month and I never thought about it, you know? And he brought that memory back to me and just other things that he, that he showed that I pulled you out of to where like, if I would have removed myself from this world, how selfish would that be? You know, how, if I'm supposed to, you know, give God glory through my life, me taking it puts a stain on that, you know, and it, it like it triggered that I don't want to represent God in a way that makes him look makes him look anything other than what he deserves. You know what I mean? So after I came down off those steps, I was I'd never I had never thought about suicide again. I was suicidal for I thought about it for many years. I mean, since I was 12 years old of uh, at 16, at 23, and I can name all the days. But I can tell you on that day, my brother. I have, yeah, I, it, it's, it's never been part of my thinking anymore. It's like he eradicated that to where it's not even, I can't even imagine doing it. You know what I mean? And that was, that to me was the freedom was like you were saying that I realized that in God, it's not, he is that, that love and that cushion, you know, to where well, God, I failed. Well, we can do again tomorrow and I'm not throwing you away. You know, you're not a failure. You know, we learn from our mistakes and we keep moving. Like you said earlier, and that kind of love I don't, I don't think I've ever experienced that before in my life in a way to where, you know, if I failed, I don't get thrown away. You know, that's a real big thing for me is it seems that the people can cast each other off so easy, you know, and that's one of the things that I, that's one of the things I really don't, I don't like to see stuff like that. You know, I, when, when Christ said, you know, how many times you have to forgive someone, you know, 777 times, 
that is just so you don't throw people away, you know, and you don't throw them away at the most pinnacle part of their life or the most critical part of their life where God is doing the most work. And it just seems like in this world, it's always, it's, it's built like that, you know, and a lot of Christians fall victim to where, oh, he's getting, he's in a really bad space. So I'm going to put my distance between him because obviously, you know, he's going through things and, and, and I don't want to be a part of that because maybe he's complaining too much to me or whatever, but what does the Bible teach us? You know, carry each other's burdens, stick close to your brothers who are going through this suffering, but don't not too close to where you'll be tempted to sin. But, you know, it, it's the Bible teaches the complete opposite. And for me, that's part of the ministry I like to give is that we we stay always with the Lucky Land Slots. You can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What we have in this world is me and, you know, is us, me and you. Christ has left the body of Christ for us. That's our family, you know. That's who we rely on when, when the chips are down. You know, it'd be nice if your, your family was all saved and blood relations were saved, but it, there's a comfort knowing that my brothers and sisters in Christ are going to stick to me closer than my own family. There's a comfort in that. And so when I see that not happening, I'm on my, I, I, I'm, I'm going to admit it, I get on my soapbox and I go at it, you know, because I don't want nobody to feel the way I felt, you know, alone, alone feeling like they can, they have to get, you know, that they, they, getting out of this life is the best thing for them. And the thing that I've noticed is that people don't talk about that. You don't see that in your popular, you know, whether it's Joel Osteen, who I don't I don't agree with necessarily, but or your your really strong preachers and teachers that are really faithful to the word, it's just like one of those subjects that are avoided. But mental illness is a part of sin. It's how the body's broken. It's how you know, like it's how we, you know, for uh, for you, it was a chemical thing. The chemicals react. The chemical that was in your body was literally destroying your mental state. You know, your emotional state. And for others, it's it's pretty it's very similar to the same thing. It may be from abuse. It may just be you know low self image. But I one hundred percent believe that God saves like that. You know what I mean? He's not. It's not. It's not a. It's not a disability for us. That's a. That's a. That's a glorification for Him. But if we don't give people that that cushion to be able to to be able to talk about their their mental illness and things of that nature, it's like it's not going to be ashamed of. You know, it's nothing to be ashamed of. You know, it's not like you went out and said, hey, you know what, today I'm going to go ahead and get some depression and I'm going to get a side of bipolarism and then uh, I might maybe a little bit of schizophrenia on the back. Nobody chooses that, you know what I'm saying? But it happens to us, you know, because we're sinners and the body, we, and a lot of, I get a lot, I can hear this a lot, people, well, maybe God is punishing me. That's not a punishment. That's a, that is what happens to the human body that sin corrupts, you know, and it's just the way it is. 
You know, some are completely curious. Yeah, and, um, go ahead. Uh, huh? No, go ahead. I'm listening. Yeah. Yeah, anxiety is rampant. You know, when we got isolated, I saw more Christians like, man, I don't know what to do, and I'm they're panicked, and that hurt my heart because I'm like, you're being isolated to a Christian is like what I'm being forced to be alone with the Lord. Heck yes, but that that anxiety that that anxiety hit them to where I realized that they've not addressed certain things in their life, and a lot of it. Yeah, I agree with you one hundred percent. That it, it it's a hundred percent can be your diet. It actually can be your diet because let's be honest, Americans don't eat healthy. You know we know we don't. We don't either. Either we don't have time or we're discouraged. You know from from cooking because you know oh well I can't cook that well or the stigma of of, of not really stigma but the idea that you can't eat healthy on your salary. You know and but if we're if we if we weren't such gluttons, we could do that. You know, we could literally eat better by lowering our consumption, you know, and then for others like, you know, it's gone through, you know, uh, the chemical imbalances that maybe that, that that has to do with how sin warps the body. But then there's other means to address that. But for me, I think for your ministry and I heard you tell me that you, you were kind of discouraged to do it because it sounds strange. There is there is biblical support for what you're saying. More than anything else. I mean, just go through the Old Testament and realize why God says you don't eat pork and you're not going to eat this food because you, you're set apart. You're going to be a clean people. You know you know what I mean? Because back then, it didn't, the pork is not the pork we eat today. You know what I'm saying? It's, these, these, these pigs are kept in a, in a better and more sanitary environment. Not the greatest, but it's, it's sanitary. You know, you don't, you know, you're getting, getting sick from eating pork is kind of a rarity, you know, but back then they lived in pure filth, manure, and they were sat, and then, you know, people, they, these were meat sacrificed to idols, so God says, no, no, you're set apart, you're going to have a clean diet, you're not going to be, you know, you're not going to get broken down by what others eat, and Daniel is the one thing that also, let me read this real quick, I don't want to go off topic too much, but I just want to encourage you, this is what Daniel determined that he would not defile himself with the king's food or with the wine he drank. So he asked permission for the chief eunuch not to defile himself. God had granted Daniel kindness and compassion from the chief eunuch. Yet he said to Daniel, I fear my, I fear my Lord, the king who assigned your food and drink. What if he sees your faces looking thinner than the other men of your age? You would endanger my life with the king. And Daniel said to the guard, whom the chief eunuch had assigned to Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, please test your servants for ten days. Let us be given vegetables to eat and water to drink. Then examine our appearance and of the young men who are eating the king's food 
and deal with your servants based on what you see. He agreed with them about this and tested them for 10 days. At the end of the 10 days, they looked better and healthier than all the men who were eating the king's food. So the guard continued to remove their food and their wine, and they were to drink and they the wine for them to drink and gave them vegetables. That's 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 your ministry. If if, the, if God did not, it, it didn't become you know that young man that 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 you decided with the disciple under. That wasn't a coincidence. That was divine intervention. That's 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 the basic of what angels have done is to make sure meetings happen with the saved and the ministry together. That's that was not just oh it just so happened to be that was that was perfect for you. That was meant to get you on the road of healthy eating. And as Christians, what do we do? We teach what God has given us, right? And he's given you this ministry that can help so many people overcome the things that's in. I'm not saying it's it's, a, it's not a catch-all beat-all because you know there's there's other things that can do that, that go into you know mental health, but there's so much, like for me, just real quick, um, I learned years ago, this was years ago, that I thought I had heartburn, and to be honest, the only thing I actually had was, was it was allergies. And I'm thinking, wait a minute, allergies are causing all this reflux? And it was because of certain, I was, I was allergic to gluten myself. The minute I cut that out, no more heartburn. And I'm like, what is, I thought, I thought, I was thinking heart, you know, I was thinking, oh, maybe I have ulcers. It was all related to so my, you know, uh, my my allergy, my allergic reaction to gluten, and so that's why I tell people, you know, don't that whole wheat seven grain, that is not necessarily that you don't need that, you know that that is dense, and I'm glad for it, but it's still grain, it's still hard on your system. It's, it's good if you want to get a fiber in. I could tell you some easier ways to get fiber, but you don't need it through that way, you know. So I. I man, I cannot tell you. Whoever told you you was crazy, God will grow your ministry to where that person will be like, man, I might need to go to him one day. It always happens, my brother. The one person that makes fun of you the most will be the one person that's going to come back and lean on you because no one else is going to understand what they're going through, but you will. So you do do not turn away from this ministry that's been given, and it's been given to you and your wife. So. That's a ministry you both share, which is even greater. You know what I mean? Because now you got backup. You know, that's the one thing that I know that discourages me is I don't have very much backup, right? Because I push the ministry forward and, you know, I pay out of pocket to do things. And that, I don't, I'm not saying those things like, oh, woe is me. But, you know, it's hard for me to keep going because you get discouraged and like, I mean, is anybody actually listening? And, and, and you go down that road. But let me tell you, you got backup, brother. And you got me also telling you, I need to see this ministry. I need to share this with as many people as I can because I'm convinced you convinced me. Man, if, if, if people clean their diet up, how much more will that affect their mental health? You know, it ain't just a surprise that exercise makes the body feel better. There's no, that's not a secret. Your body likes to move. It likes to run. It likes to, it's a machine. It's a, to me, it's it's a it's a beautiful machine. Nothing like it on this earth, you know. Um, but I, I, man, you got to do this, sir. You got to do this. You have to. Um. Well, thank, thank you very much. Um. Very encouraging. Um. You know. You know. I'm trying to do some more about it, but I just I just kind of want to say this too because I want you to understand my perspective because it might be a little. 
Christians that are saying it. It's mostly Christians. I mean, unsaved are not saying it. It's my brothers and sisters. Like, wh- what? You know, I'm, shouldn't that be the outside guys? I'm like, oh my goodness. But go ahead. I'm listening. Well, I figured out, I think, do you believe in God? And I'm like, yeah. Do you believe in Jesus died for you? Yeah. So, do you believe that God is smarter than you? Yeah. Okay, do you believe that God wrote this book? Yeah. Okay, why would you not follow this book? So, like, one of the things that I'm into is, um, like, I, I study a lot of theology. Amen. A lot of, a lot of different things. I am, I'm very particular about things. And the reason why I am, and sometimes I have a lot of Christians like, why do you, why do you, why do you care? Like, you know, Calvinism is kind of what both brought us together is our understanding to try to figure that whole thing out whether or not it's true. Right. right? right. And a lot of people are like, well, it doesn't really matter. I'm like, oh, yes, it does. It doesn't matter for salvation. You're right. Like, a Calvinist can be saved, absolutely. Yeah, I but agree. it matters because, for instance, what I think theology is is you are taking what the Bible says and you are trying to discern the logos of reality from it. Yes, you I are agree. trying to take what the Bible says and put God where His place is, where He needs to be. And the whole point of it is, I want to explain Him better to everybody in the world. Yes, amen. I want to represent Him better. And so with every area of your life, for instance, diet, there's a logos to how people need to eat, and it's not the same for every person. That's right. But there's a lot of overlap, you know. Um, so for some people might need to eat a little bit more. Some people might need to eat six times a day. Right. Some people might need to eat four times a day. But for instance, there's, there's even a logos to farming. That's right. How we're farming now, we're absolutely destroying the nutrition of our crops. Right. Like, oh, totally. Totally agree. Day, yeah. Totally it's agree. It's not the same as it was, you know. Yeah, and that whole, uh, the, what is it, like seven years, right? The church. Isn't it like uh-huh. seven years? Isn't it like seven years you don't go back and, and you you basically have to, after you pull the nutrients out of the ground with those vegetables, you don't go, I think it's like seven years you don't go back into that earth so it can heal and replenish. You're right. That's not happening. They're going right back into the ground and feeding, you know, all these other chemicals in it. And it's like our vegetables that you get typically from the red, you know, like 15 or let's say 25 years ago, lettuce actually tasted like it it had density. Now it's like water. You know, it's just it just goes right on through you. There's there's no nutritional value. And the few fiber that it does have is based on a chemical more than the actual unit itself. So, yeah, I totally agree. We are destroying this planet faster and faster because of what? Gluttony. They're trying to feed the need. There's more people are eating more, and that's the agenda. They, they want people to eat more and and keep shoveling as much as they can in, and it's destroying it's destroying people's bodies. But all they care about is the bottom line. Yeah, well, like for instance, gluten, right? Yeah. And uh, one of the people at my work, um, they're in their fifties. I'm like the youngest person that I work with. Amen. Um, okay. Well, I guess I don't work with myself, but okay. I'm like the youngest person here, and. They're all in their 50s, and they're like, we didn't have a problem with gluten when we were growing up. And they don't understand, there's this thing called the Green Revolution, and they took all of the kind of grain that they were growing, and they changed it 
to a different kind of grain because it grew quicker. And their motives were, I mean, I don't, I guess I can't really say their motives. They told everybody their motives were to solve world hunger because it replaced itself seven times as quickly. And they thought, oh, this is going to be great. Well, it has no nutritional value. And right. another reason why they chose it is because they could drench it in a pesticide that they're like, oh, this pesticide doesn't hurt humans. But the problem is, the pesticide kills all the bacteria in your stomach that helps you digest food. So right. now people are having all these health problems because they can't get nutrients from their food because their stomach actually can't digest it. Right. And so, like, there's, like, one of the things is, like, there's a logos, like, you're made to be here. Like, kids that grow up with animals, they're healthier because we were made to interact with the animals. We were made to do things a certain way That's right. on this planet. And um, trying to discern, you know, the logos, how do I love my wife and kids? How do I do that to the way that honors God? You know, how do I do all these things and stay within that? And the whole point of it, you know, I'm, I'm concerned about this stuff because, for instance, I want my diet to be in check because I know if I'm not functioning right, you know, I'm taking away from my wife and kids and I'm taking away from people that might need me, you know? Like, if I'm that lazy dude that can't get out of bed because he sat like this morning, you know, I, I thought I could get away with it last night. My wife had some ice cream. I'm allergic to dairy. You know, I was like, you know what? I'll just have a little bit. You know, like, it tastes really good. I have a little bit. I woke up this morning, same thing like in college. I almost didn't go to work. I was depressed. I couldn't get out of bed. I had such a bad reaction in my body. I'm like, I can't. You reap what you sow. I can't. I got to overcome it because I got to do it the Lord's way because his way is just going to be the best, you know? Amen. Once again, more, more reason why you now you now I just want you to listen to the what you just did. You hear the passion in your voice? That is God's gift to you to tell you that this ministry is important. Because how many folks endanger their work, endanger their livelihood, endanger their marriage because they're not getting enough rest to give to those things that God has given you? You know, we you've been given. We, we, we've been given wives and we're supposed to take care of them. How are we doing that if we're asleep all the time? You know, how are we doing that if we don't if we don't we not get to work on time and then we're getting fired? How, how are we doing that if we're not mentally, you know, and, and mentally healthy to where if she leans on us that we don't crumble over? You know, so that passion that you just talked about that you just you just so eloquently told me that's further confirmation that this ministry has been given to you. Because I'm telling you, the one thing you brought up that we have been literally circling around is most of the time on our conversation is gluttony is not spoken about at all. None. It's just, and you know why? Because it will take away from what it 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 it, it weakens the 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 you know the, the 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 concept of consumer. You know what I mean? Everything is about more and more. Look at those. Do you remember? Um, you remember when 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 you'd get dinners and and like every the portions were smaller. Now you got food falling all off the plate, you know, and it's just mounds of food, right? And and you got buffets with just slatherings everything everywhere. And then people now eat big breakfasts, big lunches, big dinners. And it's like your your body goes, dude, I can't do all this. So what does it do? Your body, it, since you're shoveling in this food, and when I try to explain this to folks, it's like 
you know it's got to go somewhere. And if you're not going to the restroom pretty regularly, let's be honest, you're not going to be able to get, out, get that much out either. It stores it to fat. That's what your body's going to do. It, it doesn't know. It can't process everything that fast. And then the other stuff that it can't process, guess what? Now it's sitting in your stomach for days at a time, and you're feeling, what, bloated, irritable, which means you can't sleep. And, you know, the one thing I've seen grown in the last few years is, and I'm, I'm sure you've noticed, there are two most, the most successful products in, in the market today that is really booming, energy drinks and stuff for your gut. As, uh, tell me, I mean, am I crazy of that, right? Everything is energy drinks and anything for your stomach. Why? Because you're not sleeping and you're not eating good, you know, and that's it. I've, when's the last time you, wait, I see Pepto-Bismol commercials? I've never seen those before. There's, those are like rare. Now, that's part of the rotation. Why? Because you're not eating well. And if you're not eating well, you're not sleeping well either, right? Because you got to lay down. You, as soon as you lay down prone, your stomach is like firing on all cylinders. And it's letting you know, I didn't like that McDonald's you ate, gave me earlier, you know? But, and then what do we do? We get up. We get our coffee, which is full of what? Loaded with sugar. Loaded with, because you know Starbucks, is they got lines around the corner. All they're doing is pushing you out with sugar. And what does sugar do? Makes you hungry. Now you're waiting at lunchtime and you're shoveling it. And it's just this vicious cycle. That goes on and on and on. And and we reap what we sow. God will tell you, if you're sinning against your body, which we know as Christians we are, well, we're not going to sleep well. Didn't the Lord say, you ain't going to sleep under my roof feeling that good. You go, No, you've got, to get, you've got to change your lifestyle. I believe that what you're saying today is so critical to how a Christian lives, but it's not talked about. And we need folks like you. We need strong Christian brothers and sisters like your wife who have seen the glory of God in your bodies on how it helped your marriage, helped your, helped your sleep habits, helped your overall outlook on, on how to be able to approach the world every day. I mean, it just and makes you a better theologian as well, because I mean, sure, you can go through and start to look that diet was very important throughout the Bible. You just didn't eat anything you felt. There was a specific thing you, how you ate because that's what set you apart, you know. If, if we went into a Red Lobster today and you saw a Christian family eating a small portion and you look over to see everybody else with lobsters falling on off, the, off the side, we would look at the Christian family like, what's wrong? Are they not hungry? What, they must be vegetarians. It's like that then the stigma goes against them, you know. So I think, man, I, I have to tell you, I am, I'm convicted if I, don't, if I don't help you do this, I'm going to ring you till you get it done, sir. I will hound you until you start putting it to paper. I mean, because if you, I'm, I'm like you. You know, the one thing that I will say Calvinism did that's a positive, it made you go look into why. You know, that if there's one thing I could take away from it, it got you to look at the why. You know, what? why did they use this word? Why, what, what does this word mean? How many times is this word used? Then look at the context of this word. You know, that... Those things, and then, you know, of course, we're the oddballs, right? It's like, why do you need a little theology? That's not important. I said, yeah, but if you believe that, right, I, 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 I guess if you believe that, then why is it you don't have answers when you're suffering? Why don't you have answers when, you know, when you, when you, tell, when you have an issue, you say, hey, go to Eric because he's going to know. Why? I, I don't have endless time to just tell everybody. You can look this up yourself. You know, but it's like, you know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? It's like theology is like a bad word. 
It's not. I mean, would you trust a doctor if he just says, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna put this bandaid on. We're gonna get you out the way." Well, Doc, what do you think's wrong with me? Oh, that's not important. As long as we put the Band-Aid on, you're good. I mean, we would look at him like he's crazy, you know? So theology doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt anybody. And I agree, some people may not. It may not be their cup of tea. But if it's not your cup of tea, I can guarantee you your Bible study life is not going to be very good either. It's just it won't be, you know, because you're not hungry to look into I was tell, I said, do you know how many times Christ referred out of Deuteronomy through his through his ministry? You think that was just because what it was a happenstance? He loved theology, loved it. There had to, he taught the principles of the Old Testament and the New Testament in ways we can understand. You know, love thy neighbor and love thy God with all your heart. He covered all ten commandments in that statement. It was that that's theology as a whole. He could he could tell you. How to live your life in such a way you're fulfilling three laws in one. And you're like, man, I didn't know that. I didn't know that if you love your neighbor, you won't covet things from them. You won't try to murder them. You won't try to lie against them. You won't try to steal from them. I mean, that's kind of a basic now. But it's like, oh, I didn't see that. You can fulfill the entire ten in two sentences, in one sentence. Love the God with all your heart and love your neighbor as you love yourself. And you wouldn't murder yourself, would you? Well, we do when we eat bad food. We're slowly killing ourselves. Or we're killing our testimony. Or we're killing our energy. You know? So I love whatever. This has got me excited about. I'm going to look at my kitchen later on today. You got me excited to look in there and see what's happening. But you got to do this, my friend. You have to. You have to. You sit down with your wife. Y'all come up. And I guarantee y'all. I guarantee she's waiting on you. I can promise it, my friend. She's waiting, and she'll leap onto it with you because that's just part of her heart too. I'm sure of it. Because if she if she done what you did, and there was a benefit that she noticed that she's healthier, she's waiting. She's waiting, and a lot of women want to know. A lot of women in the workplace today, a lot of them are getting a lot of you know the ulcers that men are getting and things of that nature. She she's going to have a ministry to those women, and you're going to have a ministry to, to men like me. I'm looking to benefit from the things that, that you're learning and, and that you can give out to me because I don't want to have this chronic pain. I mean, I'll have the chronic pain for most of my life, but how do I know that if you put me on a diet, all of a sudden it won't it won't alleviate some of that pain? It could possibly get rid of it. As a Christian, I'm going to trust my brother. I'm, I'm just, not, I am, you know? So I'm, I'm telling you, like, you know, it, it, there are so many things, like your body is absolutely absurd. But so one of the things that really, I'm uh, sorry if I'm going off, but like this is just, there's a verse in Romans and it says that they became vain in their imagination. Yeah. Right? And that's mm-hmm. happening everywhere in the scientific community today. They are going, they're saying, we got to make our bodies yes. better. Yes. With the, with the super soldier serum. And right. we will take right. off our arms and have replaceable <laughs> body parts. And I'm, right. I'm telling you, you cannot replace this. Like, no. this is this is beyond anything. And any doctor or mechanical engineer, so I'm a mechanical engineer by trade. Amen. If anyone okay. tells you that they have any idea, like the complexity of this organism that God has put us in, you know, this whatever this is, this body, how it all works with your soul and your mind, it's it's unbelievable. And um there's a lot of people that have found freedom from chronic pain like you're going through um, by changing their diet, changing certain things, 
and, and just and just bringing their body back to Logos. And oh, so I actually, that's what made me even I called was, um, I didn't know I was going to be on your podcast, but I actually kind of called to just offer like, hey, you know, I can send you information. I can send you videos. I can send you things that, you know, works for me and my wife. I can direct you to places where I've learned things. You know, if you really want to try oh, to come yeah. with it. I do. And I will send you my email. Um, I, I'm interested, my friend, because I'm at a point where I just, I, I want to be able to live healthier and better, you know, because we get older. You know, I've, I'm a firm believer as we get older, we can get better. You know, we can still, you know, hold together a, a really good life. But at the rate that I'm going, the way this pain is, is breaking me down. I, I don't want to be a hindrance. You know what I mean? I want to be able to still get out and do the things that God has called me to do. And if he decides for me to keep this ailment, then that's that's his will. But if there's something that I can do to change my my diet and my health situation that alleviates pain that he that's not supposed to be there, glory to God. That's what I that that's exactly what we need. I mean, your ministry is going to be the very thing like 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 Kevin's is beyond the fundamentals. It's no different. You know, you're addressing the well-being of the body, which has direct correlation to mental health and emotional health. You know, how you feel about yourself matters. You know, you hear about, oh, body positivity. Look, you know, it's okay to have 30 chins. And, you know, no, it's not. If it's making, if you look at yourself, and that's not how God, now, now I get people that are overweight, I get I get it, I understand that you may not be able to do it, I'm not trying to make fun of them, but you should not be satisfied with something that is literally harming you, just because, you know, that's the other, that's the other side of it, you know, with, that you see how everybody wants to get into the fit lifestyle, that, and I, I think that's great, but they're selling a product, but they're not selling the process of the product, you know what I mean? They're not selling how they got there. All you see is you can have a beautiful body in eight weeks. Yeah, if you had if you had liposuction. But you can see a difference in eight weeks, but you're not gonna look like you're not gonna have ripped abs in eight weeks. No. Uh uh-uh. uh. But that, you'll that, be better. That that stuff is just like people that stuff is so so I so one of the things I I'm not like if you look at me like I'm I'm a little chubby. Like I'm not I'm not, like, a pillar of health. Like, I'm still very much working through it myself. Um, it's been a seven-year battle. I've lost almost 50 pounds, kept it off. Um, so I was 235 pounds. Now I'm 190. Um, you got the baby oil's in the right mind. place. Yeah, it is. And you know what it does? It also shames them. Because if they don't reach that level, then guess what's going to happen? Those people aren't there. It's kind of like life coaches to me. I am so... I can't stand life coaches, you know, uh, and I'm sure they have a place, but I, that bothers me, just the idea of it, because I'm thinking like, you know, oh, I believe in Tony Robbins, and I'm like, okay, that's great. Now, if his way was actually successful, why does he have a new book every six months? Why does it have to be a redo of all, shouldn't his process be continual, and he can move on to something else? But it's not. It's an energy drink. You know, it fills you up for a little bit of time. And then when you see yourself capping off, he goes, now I have a new improved such and such. So if you follow the first one, it's now obsolete. I've now learned more. And he hasn't. He's just regurgitating the same thing. You know, but that's our society right now. You know, like you see those 
I, when I saw behind the scenes of how commercials are made, and I started noticing all those hamburgers and how much none of that is real. You know, like they have glue that they that that they have like running like what do you call that like El, like Elmer's glue looks like cheese. I'm like, uh, uh, but that's what they do, and that's the devil at work, man. Selling an idea, but not selling how you're gonna get there. You have to put work in. You know, one of the things I used to be over three hundred something pounds, and I when I finally said, look, I this is too much for me, and I started noticing my health had took a severe dip. I went and I started, I did this on my own. I started to study, you know, nutrition on my own. I started looking at, you know, different workouts on my own. And I remember when I first went to the gym, you could, I couldn't tell you how many times they were throwing trainers at you. Hey, we can give you three hours of training a week. And then after that, it's going to be 900 or whatever. And you, you can't do this on your own. And when I slowly started losing weight and I slowly started to, you know, build, you know, good muscle mass, all of a sudden they thought, how are you doing that on your own? It's like theology. You study and you realize what works for you. You know, I'm I'm glad for personal trainers. I think that's awesome. But when you know the journey that you're taking, it's a it's easier for you to be motivated than have someone screaming in your ear. Now some of us need it. I've just that may be true. But when you learn how to get there or someone shows you the way, you know, like you can't, you know, like what is it? If you show if you if you give a man a fish, you'll feed him for a day, but if you teach him how to fish, you feed him for a lifetime. Your ministry will do that. Your ministry will show us how to eat better. I will be the crash test dummy outside of how you and your wife got better. I am willing to use the system to prove to you that your ministry is given by God. I want to be the I want to be the one that encourages you to do this because I believe in what you're saying. What you've told me today I've been writing down all these things that you told me about and, you know, just I'm I have plans to go look up what is my what is my diet? Like I, when I eat later on, uh, well, a little bit later on the day, I'm probably I'm going to list out all the stuff that I'm eating, look at ingredients. That's me. I'm going to approach it like theology. What am I eating? What's going in my system? And then, you know, kind of make note of how I'm feeling, you know, a few hours. What am I feeling like? Am I feeling drained? Am I feeling, you know, this or that? Because I want to come back to you and say, hey, man, this is what's happening what do you think? You know, I think this is this is going to be perfect for us. And I think more people are going to listen to you and they're going to understand that what you're proposing is simply what God proposes. Take care of the body that you have. This machine has been given and granted to you. And though it may have its own sinful damages over it, it does not mean that you just abandon trying to take care of it. You know, just as much as you brush your teeth, you got to brush the inside of your system as well. So I encourage you, my brother. And if you don't, I will hound you because the, the what you just basically said is what life coaches have been trying to teach people for years, and it doesn't it doesn't stick. If you understand the the way that your life works, how your body works, you know everything works. I want to say work works in a rhythm, you know. And if you throw the rhythm off, what happens? Everything sounds like craziness. But if everything beats in a rhythm. Everything goes in a, like you said a logos. Imagine when people start looking at my prayer life goes to a logos. You know, your your relationship with your family works in a logos. Your relationship with your kids work in a logos. You when you approach your work and your job, it's approached in a logos. I could we can I could spend another hour and a half just going through First uh, and Second Thessalonians, where God is teaching how to live a Christian life. Here's the logos of how you live your life. What you're it's it's that's the issue that I think a lot of Christians don't. 
they'll do. You know, it's kind of like when we get saved, we get thrown into the church and we're taught how to function in the church. But we're not taught how to live as Christians. We're not taught how we should take care of our bodies and take care of our minds. And you know what I mean? It's kind of like it's, it, it, you know, it's like, well, now that I'm Christian, what do I do? And no one really has an answer to it. But I believe that your ministry has an answer to it. I pray to God that my ministry has an answer to it. I, I, I fed off of Kevin's ministry because he has an answer to it. And so we all just continue to grow that way. And I, I'm going to beg you, my friend, you have got to put this to paper. Or send it all to me and I'll put it together for you because I'm interested. I want to learn how you got to some better wellness than you were before. Teach me how... And we'll be able to do this for others. You know what I mean? So I pray that you, I think, yeah. but you got to talk to your wife, of course. You know, make sure y'all are in agreement. But I bet you your wife has been waiting to do this for years. I bet you she'll be like, baby, I can't wait. I've been waiting on this for days. What's wrong with you? What took you so long? Because I tell you, she, and I'm tell you, man, you got the, women are the best encourager in the entire universe. There's nothing like them. There's nothing like that, that a woman that loves you. That man, that's like wearing body armor, man. Nothing's gonna hurt you that doesn't hit her. They are amazing creatures. They drive us crazy, but they can also keep us at peace the same at the same breath. So I guarantee you, you're gonna have your encouragement, and and I'm gonna stand with you too, and I'm gonna be in agreement too with you, and we're gonna build this together, brother. I want to see this. I want to see some some footwork done, because I I know for a fact people are gonna respond to this to this and I'm glad I, I'm glad you allowed me to record it because honestly there's no way I could explain this better than you did I was just looking at it right now there's no way I can explain what you told me in a way that it would make sense only you can do that my friend so I, I'm challenging you you know send it to me I'm gonna send you my email so there's no excuse you send me all that you need to to you know the videos the the you know the links the information on it you send me those things, and I promise you, I can show you where your ministry is. I can give you my word on it, because you don't have the kind of passion you do without um, God giving it. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, so, yeah, I'll, um, yeah I'll, I'll send you some stuff, and, and we'll be in contact, and, and hopefully maybe we can help you collect things on it. And, Amen. And then, yeah, maybe, you know, maybe this will be a good direction for me to go, too. I, I, mean, I would love to do it. Um, and before I go, I just want to leave you with something kind of silly. Oh, I love okay. silly stuff. Yes, I love silly stuff. Um, so you're talking about women being good encouragers, right? Yes. And uh, me and my friend, we were talking about this the other day. So I built some garden boxes for my wife. Uh-huh. And uh, we were just talking about how like simple men are and how like women just don't get it. But like, And then I'm like, yeah, my wife said to me, Dude, I, I really think that, man, I was just really attracted to you when you built those garden boxes. But I just want to make some more kids. I'm like, I'll build 10 more. You know, I'll build 20 more. Right. You know, like, I'll make the garden boxes you want. I'll build us a new house. Right, you know? exactly. And, uh, yeah. It's just so cool. You know, just like a woman just, just your wife being like, I, I do like that. Like, that made me. Right, you'll be like, what? Wait a minute, that's all that took. All right, there was a um, that was something. Oh man, that is so funny. Um, one of the things that I have learned about women, and and I'm not an expert by any means, but it, they have a way of making something that normally looks mundane awesome. Like they're like, ooh, I can, I love a man that can wash a dish. Well, watch me wash all the dishes. You know, watch me just do it all. Ooh, I love a man that can wash clothes. Watch me handle these clothes. Like, so 
I think that's on purpose. I think God has had a way to where they can they look into you and they can they can get their way through. And I think it does. It I think it does make the relationship better. And that's the, that's what um, I admit. I've not been the greatest husband at all, but I, I'm still willing to learn, still willing to listen. And when I hear marriages like yours, it's encouraging. It's encouraging. And so I want to thank you more than you know, man. You have been a blessing to my life. I know you're going to be blessing of others with this information that we're giving. And I pray we're able to talk again. I know this is, I'm, I promise you, this is not just a fly-by-night you know, conversation. You are my brother in Christ, and I can guarantee we're going to be able to, you know, we'll communicate more. Because I, I think we, there's, we need to stick together more and more every day. Because right now, you know, I think we're getting closer and closer to the return of the Lord. It may not be in our lifetime, but it's getting closer than it was, you know, ever before. So I think it's just more important we stick together, pray together. And lean on each other, you know. So I pray that we, you know, continue to have this fellowship. And uh, I've been talking to Kevin, too, and we're trying to figure out how to do stuff. Like every two weeks we get on the phone and kind of just have a conversation. So I'm asking you to get involved in that, too. Just let's all be together and just continue to grow and grow God's people and help encourage God's people. Because without each other, man, we don't, you know, there's a lot of us that don't have amazing wives. There's just a lot of guys that are single, a lot of women that are single that just need that extra bit of encouragement. To say, wow, you know, Brian can do it. I can do it. You know, so um, we're gonna. I'm gonna pray with you, and I'm, I'm sure that you're gonna get with get with your wife and pray. And we're gonna and we're gonna do this together, my friend. We're gonna see how God takes your your ministry. And you, a few years from now, you're gonna be like, Eric, it's the best thing I ever did. You know, so I'm looking forward to that, my friend. Uh, do you have is, is do you have my phone number? I'm gonna have to send you my phone number so we can stay in touch officially. Uh, Sure. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Thank you very much for tuning in to the latest episode uh, on my podcast. I hope that testimony has blessed you as much as it has blessed me. Uh, remember, you can subscribe to the podcast, whether that's through on my YouTube, uh, my YouTube channel, which is UNHD TV. Or you can go on Spreaker.com forward slash UNHD and subscribe there. Remember, you can also find me on Facebook. I have my first. Uh, I have a Facebook page there, which is of course Facebook.com forward slash UNHD. Love to hear from you. Uh, you, if you don't know by now, it's all about learning what it is to be a Christian, what it is to walk in the newness of life, and dealing with all the everyday struggles from mental health issues uh, all the way down to, of course, family issues. So anything that 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 is dealing with the Christian life, you know your boy is going to be knee deep into it. In the in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I bless all of you that are listening today. All that if you've taken time, that I thank you, you've taken time out of your day to listen. Love you very much. I'll see you soon.